Hello, this is Jason Kristoff for Podcast 62. This will be the second part of the top 10 threats to your children's health. And it is, what day is it today? It is December 13th, 2020. First thing I would like to do is I'd like to thank, we're coming up on 100,000 listeners on the podcast, or 100,000 listens, not 100,000 listeners, that would be a lot better, but 100,000 listens and plays, and it gives you these statistics. I got uh, the top three people who listen to this. I would like to thank Franco Vegas and Effie. EFI, I'm sure you're going to be listening if you listened this much before. And Kevin, uh, I'd also like to thank the top three locations. And Toronto is number one. So thank you for educating yourself. You know, it's important for people in the big city to spread these ideas far and wide. It's not very, you know, it's not a particular idea we try to spread. It's, It's more of a frequency or a belief system that health and vitality and human potential is something to be cherished and not beat down like we're taught all the time, whether it's being told we're a sinner or the government trying to vaccine poison us back into the Stone Age. You can just see by the way people, you can just see the way the society's designed. It's it's not designed to give fertilizer to the soil that we live in. It's designed to poison the soil and then poison us as the plants that grow in that soil. So thank you, Toronto. Uh, Number two is Sydney, Australia, and number three is Brisbane, Australia. So thank you for listening in. That's uh, very nice to hear that. I feel like David Hasselhoff. I'm huge in Germany, Mom. Huge. (laughs) Uh, I'm huge in Sydney, in Australia. Uh, My sister's down there in Melbourne. I don't know if she ever listens to this. Probably not. But if she does, hey, Joss, and hey, Tash. And we're going to continue on today with the discussion. Now, part one, we went on this major rant. We only got one out of the top 10 list of the the top 10 threats to your children's health. We're going to finish it up today no matter what. But of course, we, we... the, the first podcast is below this, number 61, and of course, number one was vaccines. There's, there's, nothing, and there's nothing more dangerous to your child than what the government and medicine and science are trying to inject into your children on a regular basis. And it, if you, it'll be confusing. Of course, it's confusing if you bel- if you don't understand the design of the system the design of the system is to send you to a government indoctrination camp they call school and then when you get out of that indoctrination camp you you, you know you have some free time so you watch some tv you see some time magazines on the shelves while you're getting on the airport you watch some bullshit movies like oh and i'm trying not to swear tonight i had some complaints about about the swearing, but uh, some people like it, but I'll see what I can do. Uh, my mother told me not to swear. Maybe I'll honor her tonight. She's still alive. She's coming to see me for Christmas and my dad, and uh, maybe we're trying to honor my mom tonight by not swearing. But yeah, you get on the plane, you see some movies like World War Z or Contagion or Outbreak or 28 Days or Angels and Demons about disease and viruses and viruses can infect people. It's never been proven, ever. It's it's never been pro- proven that viruses make you sick. So I guess we're going to have to put that in the show notes about the viruses 
and I'll write that down because, of course, I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth at any podcast. But this is the, the, the government. Don't let any of this confuse you. Right. Like they're doing this on purpose. You, they're poisoning you on purpose and then they indoctrinate you on purpose to make you think viruses make you sick. And they don't. They've never been proven to make you sick. You know what makes you sick? Poison. And the reason the government's so interested in, in making you think that viruses make you sick is so that they can walk around poisoning you. And then when they poison you, you say, oh, damn, I guess uh, I got the virus or I caught a bug. And you see this. It's, it's a great it's, it's also a great mental crutch for the in the victimhood society. I remember my friend coming home from Cuba or something. We just got drunk for a whole week. That's not a vacation, folks. That's not a vacation when you just change locations, locations where you get drunk and destroy your potential. Like if you get drunk and destroy your human potential with junk food and drugs and, you know, yeah, whatever else, coffee, you know, my favorite whipping post. And you just change locations for seven days. You're like, I destroyed myself uh, up in Canada for 50 weeks. And then I went to Cuba or I went to Dominican Republic and I destroyed myself there for two weeks. Like, what kind of vacation is that? Yeah, so my friend comes back from Cuba drinking uh, this it's not even real alcohol in Cuba. It's like this off-brand stuff, probably something that you would use to start a barbecue. I don't know why people go. I mean, I love the beaches there. Cuban people are great. Uh, but of course, the government down there is a communist government, just like the one they're trying to install here. But my friend down there eating the worst food, drinking all this alcohol, and then he's like, oh, I caught a bug on the plane. And then he's trying to blame some kid up, you know, maybe a couple rows up on the plane. But that's the victimhood society. And this is how the government programs you to blame other people when just that alone, just you believing that other people are to blame for your moronic behavior is such a dangerous program to roll around in your own psyche. It's the basis of communism that you're poor because the rich guy and you're sick because someone else made you sick and you don't take any responsibility for your own behavior. That's a very, very dangerous program to begin with. So when we go over this list, um, the only way to really process this information, like about the vaccines and the vitamin K shot and, you know, the B12 injections and the IV solution, the kidney dialysis solution, and even the allergy shots, all laced, like we said in podcast 61, with aluminum. Aluminum is proven to cause massive brain damage and it has an affinity, which means it has a magnetic attraction to... Uh, the nerve tissue and someone's like well what why does it do that why do they do that do they do they not understand the science or is they they just not up on the science folks they they know the science inside and out and that that's why the average person can't grapple with this is because they're always trying to fit the square peg in the circle hole and they just keep banging on it like the like some kid who's not understanding the the you know the foundational logic of what's really going on what's really going on is yeah they know it makes you brain damaged and they put it on in there on purpose to make you brain damaged and if you try to basically analyze these things 
with the tools your government gave you, and they gave it to you on purpose, it's all on purpose, it's all on purpose. So they programmed you on purpose so that when you find out that they're poisoning you on purpose, that you don't, you, you try to use the government lies to analyze the existing situation to which you're going to come up snake eyes. You're never going to get out of your crappy life. You're just going to be trapped in there. And that's how belief systems can completely trap you in futile existences. And the average person is like, oh, I got sick after the flu shot. And uh, I guess it just means it's working. That's what the CBC said uh, in Canada. It's a Canadian brainwashing corporation. And this is why this information just gets stuck in most people's psyches because they're scratching their head and saying, well, if this is all true, they're trying to kill us. And I'm like, yeah. Welcome to reality. That's your government's job. But what about John A. Macdonald in Canada? And he's so great. And, and this is the sort of, that's why they send you to school. Why do you think they send you to school? And we'll put up uh, John Taylor Gatto's book, which is probably the most cited you know, note in the show notes. is John Taylor Gatto's book, Weapons of um, Mass Instruction. And it will, this is something that's not hidden whatsoever. The people who invented the school system have literally, without any uh, shame, <laughs> documented that the school system is designed to destroy your imagination, to destroy your creativity, and produce a reflexively obedient, docile workforce that's just dumb enough just smart enough to follow out the orders and and dumb enough not to put any of this together. And that's what the school's for. And even though there's great people who, and then, yeah, like, so people who graduate from the system might say, I'd like to be a teacher. And of course, we can understand that you're helping the kids. Humans have that natural need to help and and, you know, care for things that can't care for themselves or who are defenseless. And so it's it's obvious that when people come out of this system, they don't know that the, the school system is weaponized against the children who become adults and have a hard time understanding anything that's really going on in this world. So we it's not that there isn't good people inside with altruistic motivations but it's like it's like saying you're going to change the Ku Klux Klan from the inside and no if you're going to a rally and there's a lynching going on and you're burning crosses and you you have to wear the the white hooded robe and that kind of stuff you can't you can't work with the administration of the Ku Klux Klan hoping that things will turn around just because you're a special and gifted person. It doesn't work like that. Of course it doesn't work like that. So, and teachers, of course, really shy away from the book. It's free. The guy who wrote it, John Taylor Gatto, is a, a school teacher, famous school teacher, school teacher of the year in New York City, school teacher of the year in New York State, 
the most famous public school teacher, I think, in the world. He wrote the book, and it's not his opinion. He goes and gets cited sources, the, the, uh, the government school system, first sort of orchestrated and put together in Prussia, which we now know as Germany. And when the corrupt forces who always live in government, and if you haven't been paying attention, the same forces, same forces today attacking you, attacking your children, trying to disempower you so you're easier to rule and manipulate and steal from and govern and control. They said, yeah, we're going to take your kids and the people like this is how far away we are from reality is the kids are property of the parents and the parents used to get married uh, reproduce and have kids so it would make their life easier so the kids were looked at as property of the family to work the farm to produce the food to paint the house to fix the fence to fix the tractor to pick the crops and when the government said no we're going to take them we're going to indoctrinate them and then we're going to convince them that us the government as an organized crime syndicate we're going to make your children fall in love with us we're going to break the bond between parent and child we're going to become the surrogate big brother and big mother to your child who doesn't see you and we're going to steal psychically your children and make them our possession and then make them work for us to produce milk in our milking factory or in our cattle factory. And that's documented. And everybody's like, oh, they don't believe that. Well, well if I, my kid didn't go to school, well, I, I guess I would have to take care, care of my own kid. And that's this is how far away from sanity we've got. And all these little agendas getting, you know, breaking up the family, breaking up the nuclear family unit, getting parents, you know, basically today, Uh, the kid leaves to do something they don't want, which is school, and the parents leave to work jobs they don't want. And there's no sanity to it all. It doesn't make anybody happier. It doesn't produce any positive effect on society except for the people that produce, you know, manufacture this forced government school system. Which is, a, which is basically a crime syndicate, a very historical, old, ruling family-governed crime syndicate masquerading as an altruistic government. And the only reason you don't notice is because you've gone to these schools that they run that makes you fall in love with them. Unbelievable that people can't figure this out. Read the book. There's so many other books like it. I'll even put up... Um, a lady by the name of Char- Charlotte Iserby, and I gotta write that down so my messy notes Iserby. She worked for Ronald Reagan in the education department, and she basically was dumbfounded by what the people at the very top of the U.S. education system were saying about dumbing the kids down. We had to make them less intelligent because the model was limited learning for lifelong labor and it only benefits the elite it makes the kids reflexively obedient and the most dangerous thing about school and this is number two i don't know how i coincidentally got on there number one threat to your kids vaccines discussed in podcast 61 number two 
It's the public school system. And the most dangerous part about school, it's very dangerous compared to the child staying at home. So the children have their trust broken when the parents literally hand off their children to the government, which again is a crime syndicate. And the parents break that trust, and that's really going to be hard to get back. Then the child goes into a hyperactivated fight, or fight, flight, or freeze response. And part of the fight, flight, fight, or freeze response when you're a child is that you know you don't have any very, you don't have any physical defenses. You can't throw a punch. You can't throw a roundhouse. You can't load a shotgun. You're not good at defending yourself. So you go and rely on the only attribute you can use to defend yourself against crazy kids in the schoolyard is you become a people pleaser. You become reflexively obedient to the bully, the bully in the schoolyard. And this is how you learn to navigate and interface with life. And this is exactly why the government strips the parents of their children, and that strips the children of their sense of security that they can develop as individuals without physical harm or physical threat. So the child goes into the school knowing they can't defend themselves and they become people pleasers. They go along to get along and they believe that the, the, the best way to survive is to gain the adoration and the high marks by repeating exactly as they're told. And this produces the moronic adults today who believe that they're psychically in the subconscious, they believe they're still in school, they repeat everything the TV tells them and everything that authority tells them, yes, sir, COVID vaccine, sir, how high, sir, six foot distance, sir, yes, sir, because all the school did was impregnate that child with the idea that positive reinforcement comes faster and in greater quantity when you repeat exactly what the authority figure said. So you can see why they do this because you produce this slag, this what's when you mine for gold or silver, the the waste product that gets flown into a pit is called the slag. And what happens in school, you produce this massive amount of psychic slag in the graduates where they just repeat anything they're told. They miss out on their adulthoods because they're still stuck in a permanent childhood. They're still trying to gain safety by mimicking, copying, and repeating what authority figure tells them. And you see that today. And that's why number two is the public school system. This is such a threat to your child's happiness their, their ability to pivot in the face of danger and the ability just not to walk into these goddamn ambushes that are set up by this crime syndicate regarding jobs. No one would want to work for 30 years. Vaccinations, ultrasounds, and all these other attacks that are piled on the children to make sure they're <coughs> never vital. They never get the full nutrients from the soil that they live in. And I'm going to put up a book called, from Janice Mar uh, Barcelo 
called medical birthing trauma. So you can just see it's it's just ambush after ambush to disempower the kids, to poison the kids, to foul the soil, foul the soil in which they grow so that, you know, you can't farm lions. Can you imagine a lion farm? They're like, okay, it's harvest time, Jim. Uh, would you like to go in and round up 10 lions in the pride land for, for slaughter? Jim be like, you got to be out of your mind. And that's why we, we, sh- we farm sheep and cattle instead of lions or jaguars or lynxes or ferrets or some you know, crazy animals. Now, humans used to be crazy animals. And that's the thing. We're being farmed in the same way. We're getting our energy stolen, our potential stolen. We're having our food fouled. We're having the soil we grow in as human plants fouled. And this is how they maintain control. They make us, we're, we're born, our natural genetics is more like the lion. We're the only farmed animal that can realize we're being farmed, jump the fence, grab the farmer by the throat and strangle them to death. We're the only animal that can do that. And the people farming us know that. That's why all this stuff is in play. Like This whole list is about making your child weak and stupid and unhealthy. That's what it's about. Because they can't handle the human lionness that's naturally in everybody else. They poison the feed. They poison the, the lion so that they're like a sheep. They can't think. They can't fight back. And that's why this COVID nonsense pre-planned no-demic is really underway because too many lions were rising up in the pride land to challenge the, and the New World Order hyenas for dominance. And the New World Order hyenas were like, we, we got to start, uh, we got to turn up the poison. We got to turn up the, the disempowerment. We got to steal their money. We got to poison their kids more. We got to inject them with infertility substances. We got to give them the nonsense. We got to drown them in the propaganda and indoctrination on the TV. We got to disempower the lion in order to maintain the farming operation. I don't know if this is going to go over very good, but I see the lion still rising up, so it's going to be a bit of a showdown. Of course, we all know, you know, some weak beta males out there, got the mask on, talking about six-foot distance, had one of these, you know, you get a beta male roll into my Facebook page every once in a while. We got to tell them that the betas aren't welcome. You know, if you're going to hide behind the government, like you hid in the schoolyard because you were put there purposely, you can't even really convince them that they have any power. They've taken a knee, they've acquiesced, and they've capitulated to the fact that they're just weak and that they deserve nothing but poisoning and propaganda and lies for most of the people out there. And all these systems that I'm going to discuss, they all work together to make that person so weak and so like weak mentally, weak physically, weak spiritually, that they can't even envision putting up a fight to the schoolyard bully. And there was a time in my life where I took a knee too. I was very intimidated about the schoolyard bullies. I would just like, yeah, I'd give them my money. I'd try to be their friends and you'd talk to them, compliment them and stuff. But it only goes so far. And then that's what puberty is really all about. You get big and you're like, I could probably knock him out. And so that's what I would do. <laughs> and I'm still doing it today because I made that rite of passage 
from a child to an adult. A lot of people don't know. It's a very important transition that's usually guided by ancient rituals. The people who rule us have gotten rid of those rituals, got rid of that ancient knowledge to keep all the the people stuck in what's called uh, the protein. I call them proteins, professional teenagers. Proteins, professional lifelong teenagers. We'll put a little um, article about proteins up in the show notes so people understand what's going on with that. There's, you, you, do you not notice? How can you not notice that most people today, most adults, think, talk, and behave like children? They're afraid of the government. They side with the bully. They're too weak to fight back. They, when you give them money, they spend it like children. They get rid of it all. And then if you give them money, they spend it on stuff that children would spend it on, liquor and cigarettes and junk food and pizza and things that are instant gratification based. Yeah, well, I used to do that when I was 12. I don't get 20 bucks. I go buy uh, a whole box of Arrow chocolate bars and ram them into my mouth until I was sick. And then you're supposed to make the transition. Have you not noticed the obesity, the sickness, the victimhood? the acting like a children. Someone else is going to fix the problem. Have you not seen that this is, this is prolific in our society? And again, is it a coincidence? Is it a chance happening? Is it a misunderstanding of the science? None of the things we're discussing, please get that through your head. None of the things we're discussing is a misunderstanding of the science. This is a weaponization of the science. They have all the science books, they're like, yeah, vaccines give brain damage if we add mercury and aluminum. Let's do that to them. Uh, the schools make them too dumb and dependent. And dependency is the greatest form of control. Let's do that to them. All by, this all by design. Number three, Wi-Fi. Well, Wi-Fi not only can track you and data mine you to control you, it's it proven to cause cancer. And so they're like, well, this is perfect. This is absolutely perfect. We can track them on their phones, track their purchases, data mine them, control them like that. We'll do the nasal swab for COVID, data mine their genes, put both those genres into one huge data mine, start comparing genetics to what people watch, what people like, how they purchase, how we can manipulate them psychologically. And the Wi-Fi makes them weak. It gives them tumors and cancers and, and um, things like this, cysts. And it malfunctions their organ system. So they're always a little in malaise. They're always a little fatigued. They're always, you know, a little down and unmotivated because they're injured. And don't forget the big benefit of being injured is you, injured things, injured animals are proven more clingy to the tribe. So this is the Wi-Fi and everything else sort of on this list not only causes direct disease, it causes injury on every cell in the body. And that injury has psychic advantages for the people who rule you. Basically, think of it this way. A wolf is in a fight. It has a bit of an injured leg. It's, it's nothing major, but when they watch that wolf in the wild with cameras, the injured wolf goes to the middle of the wolf pack. It needs the herd to survive. It loses its independence for a little bit. It will do whatever the tribe or the wolf pack really wants. 
Injury means you're more clingy with the group. So as they injure you with the vaccines and all this other stuff and the Wi-Fi that we're going to be talking about, there's psychic changes in your brain that make you more clingy with the group. So if the group's getting the COVID test, getting the COVID vaccine, six foot distance and masks, and they don't, it's also proven in psychology that the group doesn't have to be doing that because you really can't count the majority. It's been shown that the TV and the radio and the magazines represent the majority. So even if like 10% of the world was six foot distancing and masking and getting the COVID vaccine, which is actually very close to the real statistic with the COVID vaccine, it's about 10% of the people that are going to be getting it, not 50 like the government's trying to say. They're manipulating the size of the herd through media release. So it's been shown psychologically that what appears on the TV and what appears on the radio and the magazines represents what the majority is doing. So, so, so basically what I'm trying to say is that when you're injured, you're more likely to do what the TV is saying for you to do. And that's why propaganda is about based on repetition. We've gone over this in other podcasts. There's a very particular part of the brain obsessed with repetitive messages and repetitive images. That's how it finds the bigger herd. The more repetitive the image or the behavior or the symbol represents that more people are engaged in that area. And, and the human psyche knows that you want to seek out the, the majority for safety. But again, if you're injured, it's you're more clingy. You're seeking more herd approval. So the Wi-Fi always keeps you majorly damaged. I remember when I used to train people one-on-one. I don't do that anymore, obviously. Those days are long gone. So, I, you know, one guy had tes- testicular cancer on his right testicle. Well, guess where he held his cell phone? Yeah, right in his right pocket on the front. Then this other guy had a tumor on his left sciatic nerve that, you know, it kind of bisects the glute, you know, branches off down the SI joint on the left side. And guess where he kept his cell phone? Ah, Right on, you know, right in the back pocket on the left side. And and people love the Wi-Fi and the more powerful they get Wi-Fi boosters. You, I, got a, I got a router behind the computer I'm talking on right now. I turn the Wi-Fi off. All it takes is you put a little cord from the router into your, into your computer. And, and people are doing stuff on phones. Do you think you can run a business on a cell phone? Of course you can. They know that. Well, they want you addicted to a cell phone. You can't run a business on your cell phone. I got a screen here for my computer. It's like, I don't know, 40 inches wide. Because I run some big businesses on, on the computer screen. But if they get you addicted to use the cell phone, you'll never be a business success. And God forbid you be. And that's why the school system is so sort of ambushing of you too. They're like, oh, I'm going to teach you how to make a resume. Resume? Who wants to make a resume? Show me how to make a business plan. Or better yet, show me how to make a business. And if you want your kid to like really excel, go look up. Uh, something called Kajabi. And this is, they, they, they don't teach anything at school about, they don't teach you how to farm, don't teach you how to start an online business, don't teach you how to use psychology to get 
doesn't teach you how to use psychology to better your life, doesn't teach you about how your behavior is manufactured, or how you literally can hypnotize or use neuroscience to kind of get your way with people all the time. They don't teach you any of that stuff. They only teach you how to repeat what you're told and everything you're told. Like you, you Christopher Columbus discovered America. Are you, are you like when I give that answer back to the teacher, I get a point. That's true in that's true in the public school system. That's why kids don't respect it because you don't get any you don't get taught anything of value, and you're not getting taught the truth. I mean, they're telling you the government is an altruistic force. Please, people, it's coming above ground. It's never been an altruistic force. It's a crime syndicate. Number four, mercury teeth fillings. Now, mercury, of course, is the third most toxic substance in the universe. And it's the number one most toxic non-radioactive substance in the entire universe. So even when meteorites come down and crash into Earth, they've never found anything more toxic that's non-radioactive than mercury. And then, of course, people, again, are confused. Why would they put, uh, why would they put the number one most toxic thing in my vaccines plus in my mouth? I don't get it. Well, what aren't you getting? Again, it's this non-stop barrage on the soil in which you grow. You, the human plant, cannot flourish to your full potential when you're toxic. And of course, the government likes to make you toxic so that when you come in sick and say, well, I'm dizzy, I got fatigue, I think I got a tumor, I got all these problems. They're like, you got a virus, we got to vaccinate you more with more mercury and more aluminum because the only thing that makes you sick is invisible things. The visible virus, the visible mercury, your visible Doritos, your visible pop, your visible cigarettes, they don't make you sick. The invisible viruses make you sick. And to get rid of those or protect you against those, we got to inject more poison into you. Now, if you think, yeah, it sounds crazy. Most people live their life according to this inverted religion of scientism, where scientism is just the best way they can disguise poisoning you back into the Stone Age, science and medicine. The, the doctors, and this is, the doctors go through all the, all the same schooling to believe that they're like these masters of health, and they're, it's, it's, the human brain is so easy to program. The doctors know they don't make anybody healthy. Every day they come back and they go home. No one's healthier. No one. No one given medication gets healthier. And, and surgeries will give the medical system its due. If you're in a car accident, you cut your, chain, your hand off with a chainsaw. Maybe shoot yourself in the foot at the shooting range, at the gun range. That's been done before. And they're great at that. And they're actually healthier when they leave than when they came in. But the vast majority of chronic disease, they only stay sick and get more sick under the doctor's tutelage. And then the doctor, so programmed, he doesn't notice. 
He just likes the positive reinforcement, which is what what our behavior is really all about. It loves positive reinforcement. It loves glorification. It loves rewards and promotion and adoration. And this is this is what drives the human behavior. And this is what's going on. So Mercury teeth fillings. I'm going to put up a um, documentary called Evidence of Harm about Mercury teeth fillings. I mean, Mercury teeth fillings, the documentaries that are made on Mercury teeth fillings, I've watched some of them. I'll put up like the three best ones or three best videos. Uh, I've been put back in my seat regarding how toxic and how much government corruption and dental school corruption and dentistry corruption is involved with this constant fouling of the human potential through the mercury teeth fillings. It, it's a planned attack, folk. And it's not just recently. You're not just getting attacked by this cult inside the COVID liaria. I mean, this is, it's ongoing. And if you want to stop and actually grow again in fertile soil you're gonna under you have to understand you're gonna have to get rid of all the psychopaths at the top of the pyramid they've been put there purposely or they have ancient bloodlines that kind of birth them into these positions you're gonna have to start doing a clean sweep this will never end it's never met these people know that to control humans, you have to make them like lambs. And the best way to make them like lambs is fear. Fear of the invisible God, the devil, sin, the war on terror, COVID, viruses, fear, and poisoning. And then there's indoctrination to make that person believe that the fear and the poisoning is all per- the best they can do. And that this is the system. So mercury teeth fillings, number four. Number five, junk food. And we've gone so far off the path that you have parents today thinking the junk food is good parenting. We've had parents, healthy parents, attacked at parties because they refuse to let their kids eat the blue cake and, and the pink cake. And then the parents, the other parents who in psychology, it's called projection. So the parent who knows they're feeding their kid food-like things not fit for a maggot to consume feels energy rise in them that is meant to remind them to check their behavior. So in psychology, it's called projection. So that parent who's feeding their kid's garbage projects or throws their energy which they're supposed to use as a fuel source to change their life throws it at the good parent and attacks the good parent i can't believe you're not giving jimmy the blue cake i mean he let him live like let him live like what what are you talking about let jimmy live eating blue dye number four that's proven to cause leukemia and you know you're supposed to be a good parent you got to let jimmy live his life as a a poison drone that works down at abc shit factory come on 
And this is what's really going on here is the junk food is being normalized as something great for kids. Like if you go to get a kid's meal, go look at, at if you want to know how much the average person hates kids and they don't hate kids naturally. No one like hates kids naturally. We love kids. Even like if you would leave the humans alone, if the government wasn't here, everybody would love their kids. But we grow up in in their control. So it's almost like they're our parents and they're psychopaths. We're, we're going to turn out like psychopaths. And we do. And if you go and look at a, you know, like if you want to know how much people hate kids, go find a kid's menu at any restaurant in the world. I mean, if aliens landed and say, this is what you're feeding your kids as separate food, like you keep the good food for you, let's say, let's call it good food, the better food for you, and you feed these kids this garbage, you hate your kids. You hate the kids everywhere you go. Like what kind of restaurant owner can even look a parent in the eye and say, we got a kid's meal with all this garbage on it, and we're going to poison the shit out of your kids. Sorry, Mom. We're going to poison your kids back into the Stone Age with all this garbage. And, yeah, that's what's going on. It's being normalized. And like I said, if we grow up in this government and media system where they completely normalize poisoning the kids at every turn, of course you're going to think it's normal to poison your kids with food. Like, why do you think there's 16 vaccines in Canada from the year, from the month you're born to the 12 months? And then, you know, they might recommend, um, you know, two or three a year after that. The younger the kid, the more potential they have. They're, they're, they're said traditionally to be closer to God as they're born. And then they t- we attack them. We poison this eight or ten pound kid or infant more than we poison any other child. And it's insane we're poisoning any child. I mean, think about the the flu the the vaccines given to one year olds or six month old babies are the same dosage that a, that a twenty one year old gets. People, it, it's unbelievable how anybody is missing this. So we're going to put up the dangers of junk food with a video by Dr. Russell Blaylock, a board-certified neurosurgeon. That's going to be in the show notes. And he quit. <laughs> Listen to this. Dr. Russell Blaylock quit doing brain surgery because he found that the people coming in were coming in with tumors and cysts that were related to bad diets. And then as he would try to stitch their brains back together with the stitching or the mesh, the stitching or the mesh wouldn't hold because it wasn't like tissue. It was more like jello. So he said, this is getting completely out of control. And I'm not going to sit here as a back catcher or a backstop to the government poisoning the kids and the adults with all these toxins, I'm going to stop doing the surgeries and I'm going to go educate on nutrition. And that's what he does. So we'll put up the Blaylock 45-minute 
lecture about how important it is for you to feed your kids food, whole, live, organic food, not food-like things, not a go- like a goldfish cracker. And you, you can see how much people like life or are part of the death cult by what they feed their children. And it is a death cult because everything's about death. I mean, the goldfish, you know those stupid goldfish sometimes you see kids? I mean, ants won't eat the goldfish. Maggots won't eat the goldfish. Mold won't even grow on that goldfish. You know why? Go ahead. Put cornflakes or Rice Krispies or Cocoa Puffs. Go, buy a box. Put them, in, put them in your cupboard. And they've been shown. Yeah, you can take them out in 10 years. Sure, they're stale. But... Sure, they're stale, but mold doesn't grow on them. And they've studied them, and mold does land on them. Mold tries to eat the cornflake, but there's no nutrition to keep the mold alive so it dies. And people are feeding this to their kids. There was a study. I'll look. I'll find this. I'm going to have to go back in the archives. The corn, <laughs> there was a cornflakes uh, study where they fed rats uh, cornflakes. And uh, one, one group of rats was cornflakes. The other group of rats was water. And the other group of rats was the box the cornflakes came in. And the first group of rats to die was the ones that eat the cornflakes because it's poison. And then the second gr- group uh, that died was the one eating the box. <laughs> that means the box has more nutrition than the cornflakes that, that is inside the box. No word of a lie. That experiment was done. I'll find it. I know it's on the Weston A. Price uh, website. I'll go back and find that. So number five is junk food. Uh, number six, caffeine. Now, caffeine, I'm just going to... Caffeine... Uh, reduces blood flow to the brain by 52%. So I'm going to put up my caffeine article. It just destroys the body. uh, There's a book called uh, Caffeine Blues by Stephen Chernisky. And I'm going to put this up in the show notes too. Now, he goes over coffee. He goes over caffeine. I read that book. I was mortified. I've read a lot of health books. I've read a lot of books, period. And that book was the scariest book I've ever uh, read in my life. Every page was like, no way, no way. There's no way coffee does that. Carpal tunnel, high cholesterol, peripheral stroke, regular stroke, depression, uh, infertility, birth defects. Coffee, caffeine causes it all. It causes emotional problems, physical breakdown, thickening of the blood, uh, collapse of the hip joint, collapse of the knee joint, collapse of C7 in the neck, collapse of like, I think it was uh, elf uh, lumbar spine. There's a lot of uh, discs that it just destroys because it takes water out of the system. It gives Crohn's, colitis, ulcers, carpal tunnel. It, it does. Coffee destroys you on so many levels, but it's not really the coffee, it's the caffeine. And again, the people who rule us know this. That's why there's coffee every 800 feet in your society. It, it, it makes you weak, which again is what I'm trying to get across to you. Now, they do push coffee on kids earlier and earlier and earlier. But the gateway drug for coffee, which is the caffeine is the issue, is chocolate. 
And there's nothing pushed more on kids than chocolate. And this is why caffeine or energy drinks or like pre-workout mixes or they have tea with caffeine in them. Caffeine will make your slavery feel groovy. It's been proven to have a tranquilization or sedation effect on people that are living boring and futile and mundane lives. And that's why most people pick up coffee before they go to the job they hate. And I tell people, get off the coffee and you'll see how much you hate your job. And then you'll do something about it because you can feel how much your life sucks. Coffee inhibits you from feeling how much your life sucks, which means you don't have any motivation to change. And this is why they drown the adult population in coffee, but they get the kids addicted with the chocolate. So number uh, six is caffeine. Number seven is, say, trash fire media. If your kids are watching TV, it's very, very dangerous. It's important for you to know that TV and media are the advertising wing for all this being normalized. And again, it goes back to to this part of the brain called the subconscious mind. It will copy repetitive themes and images, and it processes and downloads everything you see like a supercomputer. The subconscious does not forget a thing. So if you see in, say you're from, you start, the kid starts watching movies at three years old and up to 20. Let's imagine that kid has seen a breakfast scene in movies that maybe that child has observed 300 breakfast scenes in Hollywood film and Hollywood TV shows. Well, the people who rule you may know that your behavior is directly affected from similar repetitive themes and messages in what the subconscious views on a screen. So in the breakfast scene, you'll see they'll they'll purposely put pancakes, coffee, um, they'll put cereal, cow's milk, cow's yogurt, all that stuff makes you polluted. All that stuff makes you toxic. Even the Tropicana orange juice, it's dead. It's absolutely dead. You'll find mold won't even grow on that because it doesn't have any life to give. It actually takes life from you. All that processed garbage stuff, the pancakes, the white toast, the muffins, the bagels. Why do you think you you live on a farm where they just feed you garbage at every single corner. It's not there because it betters the society. It's there because the people who rule you give subsidy, subsidies and grants to any company that will poison you back into the Stone Age. That's why you're surrounded. And the only defense is to know this stuff. So back to set the seventh threat, trash fire media. They're wa- the people who rule you use subliminal messaging, which means repetitive themes and symbols and patterns and behaviors that they want you to adopt and act out as your own. And it's just like in the movie Gone in 60 Seconds. It's a movie about Nicholas. It was a movie with Nicholas Cage and Angelina Jolie. I think it came out in 2011. And it was, or maybe 2001, I'm not too sure, but it was a movie about car theft. Now, when that movie opened in Burnaby, BC, Canada, car theft went up like 65% in the first 10 days alone because they know humans 
copy repetitive messages. And in that movie, Angelina Jolie and uh, Nicolas Cage had to steal 100 cars, and they might have filmed the theft of 30 or 40 of those cars, but it's repetitive. The people who rule you know that. And any it's negative role modeling. It's fear. It's murder. It's killing. This is all that's on TV. Eat junk food. Work for the government. Be an assassin. Kill people. It's all killing, right? And th- they want you to have this death cult philosophy, this disrespect for life. And that's why the trash fire media is very, very dangerous because this is how the people who rule you implant the negative role modeling based behavior into your psyche through your subconscious so you can act it out. And if you don't understand any of this, I'm going to put up the mind control documentaries again um, so that you can, if you want to educate, on how repetitive themes, while being infused on toxins, really affect your behavior. So the research is very clear that yes, anything repetitively shown to you on a screen or any sort of repetitive thought that you think yourself or any repetitive behavior that your parents or teachers act out, you will take that on as your very own behavior and mimic it and mirror it and and act it out. And they be, it's shown that if you're infused with poison, coffee from caffeine or chocolate, energy drink, or you took a Tylenol or medic, any medication, that you mimic more ferociously. You're more clingy to the tribe. And this is another reason. So not only do they give you negative role modeling to act out as your own behavior, they infuse you with poison to make you bite into it harder. And you can find all this out by studying any of the mind control documentaries that I'm going to put up. Number eight. Um, what is number eight here? The media. Huh. I don't even know. I think uh, I was supposed to write down a number eight. I don't think I got it. Uh, no. Yeah, we're going to just skip that. Well, why don't we do a number eight? I'm, we'll do number eight. I'll put in a, a quick number eight here. Because I had a parent ask me about this podcast today. And she said, what's the most you know, dangerous threat to my child's health? And I said, well, it's usually something a parent doesn't really focus on. It's the fact that humans mimic other people's behavior. So I said, sometimes the biggest threat is the parent, depending on their behavior. What are their repetitive rituals? What are their repetitive habits? Is the parent drinking a coffee every morning? Well, their kid's going to probably want to drink a coffee every morning. Is the parent drinking, you know, mind-numbing wine at night to forget about the job that they don't enjoy working or the marriage that they don't really know how to recover or maybe they should leave and then they're hard on the wine. Because when you live out these lies as truth, of course the addictions are going to be right behind or the junk food or the parent that calls Pizza Hut or takeout a treat or a reward on a Friday night. How is poisoning yourself, fouling your own soil without anybody forcing you as well? How is, you know, consuming poison to make yourself less vital physically and mentally? How is that a reward or a treat? That's really not the point of this number eight. The point is, if you want better kids, I told this lady, you have to be better. You have to give off better repetitive signaling, better repetitive messages. So like if you're the typical adult today isn't happy, 
but they don't know it because they're always sedated on booze or caffeine. And the booze and caffeine are littered throughout the slave cap on purpose by the people who rule us. Like in Canada, the federal government has set the safe drinking guidelines. It set the safe drinking guidelines three years ago in Canada. The federal government, this crime syndicate, and it's so obvious it's a crime syndicate, comes out, puts millions of dollars that they stole through us through extortion that they call taxes. Taxes is theft, by the way. Steals your money and says, we're going to reestablish the safe drinking guidelines for Canadians, the slaves, that we rule and hope to God they never wake up. So we're going to try and sedate the shit out of them as much as possible. We're going to redo the safe drinking guidelines in Canada. The federal government said the new safe drinking guidelines for men, 50, 50 drinks a week for males, 10 for females. You, you can't make this up. So if you're, and again, not only does all this is a setup, it's all a setup. So the person who goes through school is usually going to get a job that they don't enjoy, end up thinking red wine is healthy for them because of the propaganda, think that coffee is benign or beneficial because of that propaganda in, this, in the media that's controlled by the same ruling group. And they just get destroyed. They get absolutely destroyed on every level. And the biggest problem is not that the adults are destroying themselves with all the, this drowning in a tsunami of government and media lies. That's not even the biggest problem. The biggest problem is that their behaviors, the living out of the lies and all the bullshit is repetitively done and acted out in front of the children. And the children are more prone to copy the behavior of the parents so that they can bond with them and say, oh, yeah, you drink coffee, I drink coffee. We're the same, right? Can I come in? Do you love me yet? Do you love me enough yet? And, oh, yeah, I'm drinking wine at night. And then why do you think they have the wine as the, the sacrament in the church? Because it's repetitive. And if you don't think the same groups run in the church, you haven't done your research. Now, everybody wants to be moral, but morality and religion obviously don't go hand in hand today because the most immoral people I know are the most religious. So think about what's going on with the red wine that they're programming into your kids. You're bringing your kids to the sacrament or the, the repetitive Sunday ritual where they're always using red wine. And what's the most popular abused alcohol on the planet today? What do you think it is? It's not vodka, it's red wine. And how do you think all that programming got in there? And who do you think's behind it? Who's trying to always foul your soil? It's the same people all the time. They've infiltrated the military, religion, media, government, science, medicine. Look at it. Look for the attack. You have to be completely blind. Well, maybe in the third eye, but open your eyes. You can see it. It's so easy. Uh, number nine, the biggest threat, the avoidance of sunlight. There's nothing more insane than that. So I'm going to put a book called The Healing Sun by Robert Hobday. I think that's his name, but I'm going to put it up. Richard, sorry, Richard Hobday. And we're going to put that book up so that you understand if you want to read the importance of sunlight, your kid needs sunlight. You need sunlight. If you don't get sunlight, you're a plant. That's what the, you don't understand. You need sunlight. You need water. You need soil for you to grow properly. And the people who know 
that rule you oh, come on they know this they're like how do we keep these these humans out of the sun to make them sick oh we're gonna tell them the sun makes them sick the sun doesn't make you sick and then they give you this stuff to block the sunlight and they know it blocks uvb okay it blocks the the UVB, these toxic sunblocks, block the UVB on purpose. So again, the people who rule you say, okay, not only are we going to scare them to get out of the sunlight, so they spend less time in sunlight, they're going to be less healthy. We'll give them the sunblock when they're out in the sun. We're going to make it with cancer-causing ingredients so we can make them sick and make them injured. That makes them psychically more clingy to the stuff we put on the TV. But not only that, not only is there gonna be toxins in the sunblock, and not only are they gonna be weak and sick because we keep them out of the sun, we'll make sure the sunblock only blocks UVB. So UVB, and you can kind of remember it by B, um, equals burning. So UVB is the one that burns you, but UVA doesn't burn you, and UVA, if it it gets absorbed, so you got this these parents are putting this sunblock, these moronic parents slathering their kids with sunblock, not knowing the people who rule them put toxic cancer-causing ingredients in the block, the kid to be healthy and grow properly and to function as a proper human being needs raw sunlight. But when you block the UVB and the UVA penetrates deeper and causes the cancers of the skin. And because if you're out in the raw sunlight, say I go to Mexico, I got no sunblock on, I'm going to do my first day, I'm only going to go for 15 minutes. Then the next day, I'm going to do 30. Then the next day, I'm going to do 40. And I'm going to keep increasing like that to the next day, I might cut loose, try and look good when I come back. But the fact is, it's say the kid is given this toxic sunblock. And he's out on the first day for say three hours he doesn't get burnt or as burnt because it blocks uvb but the uva is destroying him getting burnt in the real reality human way means if i was out there without sunblock for 15 minutes i start feeling the pain that the sun is causing on my skin i retreat so I get the same amount of UVB and UVA. And then the pain, my body says, you've had enough, let's, let's get out. The, the, the most devilish thing about the toxic sunblock is not the propaganda that makes you afraid of the sun and not the cancer-causing ingredients that they purposely put in your sunblock, but it's the fact that if you have your kid outside longer, avoiding a burn, thinking everything's fine, while the people who rule you know that the UVA is getting through and destroying your kid. So that's all going to be talked about in this book, The Healing Sun by Richard Hobday. You might want to buy it. It's I still rank it as maybe one of the most entertaining and thought-provoking books in my library. It's definitely something you should have around the house. And number 10 um, today is not a threat to your to your kid's health what you want to do to protect your kid going forward learn about health learn about making sure your child has the proper soil 
grows up betting strong. Know that media and government are there to invoke a 24-hour indoctrination and poison-based attack on your child or the soil they're trying to grow in. Learn from the best. Learn from Paul Check. Buy his book for Christmas. Uh, I don't, I mean, Paul doesn't know I, I advertise his stuff, even though I graduated from his school. Read the book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. It's a great book, and it'll show you how to make yourself healthy. That'll give you better role modeling for your own kids. Show them the way through your own behavior. And then you'll be able to, you know, manufacture your life by design and your household by design and make yourself healthy, knowing your government will eventually attack you and you just protect your kid because government is literally a dark force on this planet. It represents a very historical evil. So you're going to have to get used to this attack and flourish and be your best anyway and act as a human shield between you and a corrupt media and government system. And learn about finances. I'll put up the top five uh, finance channels. Let me just put this down here so I can write it in the show notes. Top five finance channels so that you can your kid can learn about making money. Get them retired and a multi-billionaire or millionaire by the time they're 25 so they can live their life and you can enjoy your kid. You don't have to work down at ABC Shit Factory. You don't. It's one of their lies. It's what, like, the, the they tell you that. I've done whole podcasts on this. I mean, the religion. I mean, that's the old TV. That's the repetitive images and messages of old. That money's the root of all evil. Heaven forbid. Who do you think has the money? The people who rule you have the money. They're trying to tell you not to have money so you never challenge their power. Of course they're going to tell you through the church that money's the root of all evil. Or the love of money. Well, I, I don't love money, but it, it comes in handy. I mean, money doesn't make you happy. But either just being poor... Poverty doesn't make you happy, but it's advertised as the high moral ground. Now, who do you think who do you think stuck that idea in your head that being like struggling and being poor was you, equivalent to walking the high moral ground, right? And that's what religion pushes too. Suffering today, oh, elation and celebration later when you're dead. Who do you think invented that? You know who invented that if you listen to this podcast. And and even like in the movies, I told you we reviewed the Titanic before. There's something called poverty programming. And I'll put the video up for that poverty programming video. It'll be in the show notes. And it, it, it's, a, it's a great entrepreneur, Randy Gage, reviewing, say, the movie Titanic which has layer after layer, as Randy says, of poverty programming, where, you know, Rose has to marry the, the, the asshole rich guy. And then Leonardo DiCaprio, Jack Dawson, he gets on the Titanic, and he didn't have to worry about all that ugly, evil, disgusting money. He won his ticket in the, heart, in the card game. So he's coming in as the, the vagabond that has no care for money or really no use for it, right? It's just spiritually given to him through the nine realms that he gets back onto the Titanic. And then 
you know, when in the Titanic where the stuck-up aristocrats are in the first-class lounge, everybody's bored, and Rose is dreaming of Jack Dawson, this really altruistic moral moral and ethical man down in the third-class cabin. So Rose sneaks down, and Jack Dawson isn't even in the second class. I don't even think he's in the third class. He was thinking he's in the fourth-class cabin. You go in, the poor people... In, in comparison to the rich people in the aristocrat dining lounge, they've never had so much fun. You, they're dancing, laughing. And th- this is how you get the programming that being poor is noble and being rich is evil. And you got to watch every single movie for that. And those, those repetitive messages become observed and downloaded by your subconscious mind and forced into your behavior even equalizer two you can imagine watching a movie with me things don't get by very far equalizer two was with denzel washington probably less watched than their original equalizer movie but or you even if you went back to the original equalizer with denzel washington you remember the russian rich guys that were basically uh, killing and abusing prostitutes and then denzel washington he works at abc shit factory at the home depot come on folks it's in every movie is being poor and struggling and not challenging the authority of the people who rule you it's always advertised as the optimal way to live your life and these people who rule you control every facet of your behavior through various indoctrination methods mind control methods behavior modification technologies or just straight propaganda or poisoning and this is what this sort of podcast is really all about so learn about the finances learn about mind control you can use the mind control documentary and then you're going to learn about self-defense I'm going to put up some self-defense uh, channels that are really good. I think one's called the Wu Chun Academy out of the UK. And they're really good so that when you, when you get picked on, when you're better in this society, the way human behavior is and the way the programming is in the media, you will become a target if you're better than the average person. And the average level is getting diminished and diminished and diminished all the time. So if you just basically in this day and age have a job and dream of maybe starting a business, people will tell you, well, the ABC factory is not good enough for you. You're such a snob. I don't like you. What Coffee? You don't like coffee? You want to protect yourself? And then they're going to attack you. Come on, Frank. One piece of cake isn't going to hurt you. You got to live, right? Well, you know, this is the sort of attack. So you're going to have to know self-defense. Make sure your kid knows that when they're strong and everybody else is weak and when they dream and everybody else is sucking on the government tit and the the milk coming out of that tit is poison and the, the kid wants to be better than the average, they have to be prepared for physical violence and physical confrontation. And you do not back down from that kind of darkness. Get them involved with self-defense. Have them start learning, you know, go to MMA or start learning on uh, the video channel that I'm going to put up in the show notes on this last point number 10. Be your best. Lead by example for your children. 
evil is always after the children. If you want to see what evil forces are in your society, look what we're doing to our kids and look who's behind it. And look at all the repeated, repetitive messaging out of media that is always trying to normalize poisoning the kids back into the Stone Age and then saying, oh, they have um, a cerebral palsy. Something like that. This is one of their. This is one of their tricks. This is like a a form of the tricks. This is why they vaccinate the kid who can't walk sixteen times in Canada before the age of one, so that when the kid can walk, if he's crippled, they say, "Oh, he has CP," and then you assume he was born unable to walk. But it's the vaccines that cri- crippled. And I'll put up. A, a CP, cerebral palsy, uh, article where the CP's been proven to be caused by vaccination because the mercury and the aluminum have an affinity, a magnetic attraction for neurological tissue, and CP is a neurological disorder. I'm sure you're getting the drift of what's going on out there, and it's a lot different than the indoctrination that you've uh, downloaded uh, or was in, what was impregnated into you as a kid when you were inside the 12-year indoctrination camp called schooling, and that was reinforced by the media. So folks, that's how you take care of your kids. That's it for me tonight. Thank you for listening. This is Jason Kristoff. Let's protect the, protect the kids together. Spread this information around. We kind of get this evil force off the planet. For the love of peace, enough with this evil force. Men become men. Men to the front of the line. Men to the front of the line. And if you're a man participating in this, get your nuts. Find your nuts. And do what's right instead of doing uh, what makes you the best friend and the most friends down at the coffee shop. This is Jason Christoph signing off.